0: Welcome to the very first episode of Cock Blocked by Corona, the podcast, when you're ready to date, but have to isolate. I'm Lauren McKenna, and I am joined by Hannah Fredrickson. Hello. As we help our newly single best friend, Kate Foster. Hi, guys. As she navigates the dating world with the added challenge of COVID-19. Now, like many others around the world, we are currently self-isolating and bringing this podcast to you remotely from the safety of our Melbourne homes. The three of us have been friends for over a decade, and Hannah and I have seen our incredible Kate date the biggest array of dickheads imaginable, many of whom you'll be introduced to on this very podcast. I have to start by saying Kate is a bloody catch. She's intelligent, funny, driven, successful, not to mention a total babe. And as I mentioned, she is single and recently free of the clutches of yet another doozy of a man, and finally ready to get back on the dating horse, so to speak. Finally ready to find someone really lovely and not fucked up. But then, a world pandemic hits. You absolutely could not write the tragedy and hilarity of this timing – Han and I would always say, Kate, you're never going to meet anyone while sitting on your couch on a Friday night eating Coles brand creme brulee and watching Under the Tuscan Sun for the 79th time. Now it seems there's not much of an option. In this podcast, we will take you through Kate's hilarious dating history and into the uncharted waters of dating from a distance and in quarantine. Hello, my ladies. Hi, Lolly. Hello. <laughs> How's everyone today? How are we coping in isolation? Oh God. Yeah, not too bad, not too
1: bad. Just enjoying the sunshine. You've still got a job at the moment, Katie, so I think you're coping a bit better than we are. My boredom is increasing, so it's good. I'm glad to have this project to be working on. (laughs) Me too, me too. I know it's going to be a bit of fun. It's
0: um, a nice distraction from the ridiculousness of the world. Definitely, I was pumped to start a new thing today. I I actually have done my hair, which is a new for me in uh, in isolation. And I'm sitting in banana pants that make me feel really good. Love it, so Queen. Oh, I love
1: that. I've got the real.
0: matching ones. I should have worn my matching banana pants. Oh, we could have been twinning in bananas. Love it,
2: love it, love it. I've just I've not worn a bra for the last couple of weeks. I mean, I've, <laughs> that's probably not much different to my life though, actually. But I'm just sitting looking at my, free the nipple. Look at myself free in the nipple here, and I'm not too mad about it.
1: So what are we doing here? Why are we making this? What's this about? Okay, so I guess
2: I'll start guys, considering it's um it's about my ridiculous dating life. Okay, so <laughs> recently broke up after like the longest, longest, most painful, just hideous breakup, which I'm sure many people Oh, it was a saga. Know what that feels like. Yeah, it was pretty fucked. Um And finally went to therapy, which, you know, amazing. Should have done that earlier and I've now become one of those people that's like, my therapist says, but change in my life. And I realised the other day, just as corona was really hitting, I was like, it's been ten months since I have felt the touch of a man. Um, (laughs) And ten months and then all of a sudden, next minute... We're in lockdown and I realise it's probably going to be another bloody ten months before I feel the touch of a man so I might as well just join a nunnery and give up now.
1: But we're not (laughs) going to let you do that. That's right. And I feel like, you know, you've always been quite... um resistant to any online dating or, or using apps which we'll kind of cover in, in detail a bit yeah. later but I feel like we just we just kind of got into the space yeah you, I know I just opened you were feeling up feeling a bit more open yeah, to it I know I know and then the irony of the world so that like, my
2: tagline was cock block by corona because I was like wouldn't you just know it a pandemic steps in just to ruin my dating life Um,
1: (laughs) And so why not make a podcast about it? It's very true. I think maybe just because you are all... Meeting us for the first time today, I thought I'd cover very quickly in a couple of sentences a bit about each of us. So you get like a little snapshot of who you're listening to. Good idea. Kate and probably us too, I mean, especially Kate today, you're going to get to know pretty quickly in pretty intimate detail. But um, to begin, I'll just give you a little snapshot of uh, who each of us ladies are. So. Lol hails from Sydney, she is an actress and theatre director, partial to Camp, Prince and Fresh Flowers. Recently married to gorgeous technical production manager Carl, mother to extremely sassy British short hair Dorothy and expecting her first human baby come July. That's me. Katie hails from Wagga Wagga. She's a motorbike-riding, sheep mustering country girl who is equally at home in the big city. A content creator extraordinaire, remarkable artist, ride and yoga teacher, costume party committer and serial dickhead data. And my name is Hannah and I hail from Brisbane. I am an actress and mother to a stubborn French bulldog named Dudley. I'm an indoor plant enthusiast, realestate.com addict and I'm engaged to Divine fellow actor, Connor.
2: I love it. I love it. That was a really nice intro. I love that, gals. Oh, good.
1: I love that. Love that for us. So where are we starting here? What do the people need to know? Well, I guess what they need to know first up is that we're making it to cover... What happens to you? We are, ultimately, we want Kate to meet someone really lovely and it would be a great meet-cute meet story if it happened um, during this quarantine time. I mean, what a what a great story to tell at the wedding. Ultimately, that would be a great thing to come out of it. If not, um, we, we're going to explore, uh, we'll work through some of Kate's past <laughs> dating history to give you background <laughs> and then we'll see what the options are for meeting somebody now. Like, how do we, you know, how do we do this? And we want to hear Kate's stories but also stories from people that are listening, um, people that are being cock-blocked by corona but also, you know, um, I, I don't know how to rhyme or, or stop a fanny one but we're, when it's not exclusive. It's for anyone who uh, their, their dating, current dating life has had to change as a result of this pandemic. Yep. So maybe you just started dating somebody and now you can't see each other or yeah. you just moved in together and now there's all this pressure on your new relationship. Yeah anything so we want to hear from you my my word for 2020 is pivot pivot so if you've had to pivot (laughs) let's
0: talk about pivoting if you've had to let's talk about your dating life it
2: is everyone's had to pivot here so how has your dating life had to pivot we've seen some cute stories like I saw the guy with the drone in Brooklyn which was which was really cute um what was that one? There was a guy in Brooklyn who saw a girl dancing on her roof and he thought she was really cute. So what he did was tape his number to his drone and fly it over to her and now they're kind of they're, – they're dating
0: See, romance is having to pivot yep. in these times. Yeah, and romance is <laughs> still alive. That is the alive. cutest story ever. I am, I am such a hopeless romantic. I would froth that. Yeah, That's lol. really gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think things that usually would be a little bit stalkerish actually are really sweet in these times because people do have to pivot and become creative in the way that they're dating. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. I've seen some good memes too. So we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But we want to hear anybody's stories. I know my housemate. Um, was seeing a guy just before corona here I mean they had one date and then uh, she ended up doing the deed with him and then she had to break up with him she was like let's be honest this is not going to work I can't you know we can't (laughs) it's brutal out there she's like I don't know you well enough to not know that you have you know what your stance is on self-isolating because some people aren't great at it so she just had to cut that off yeah, exactly. It is a
0: sensible choice, but it's also really sad because what could have been, you know? <laughs> you just don't know. So, Lolly,
1: can you tell um, our lovely listeners, um, which, you know, maybe could just be our mums, but we're hoping might be some other people. <laughs> My Pally mum's going to be horrified get in, get by <laughs> the end of this. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Getting in touch. <laughs> actually, we should actually say that as a PSA. Thanks um, to Jill and Andrew, who are now going to have to listen to lots of things about Kate that maybe they didn't want to hear. Oh, but, God.
0: Um, Thanks, guys. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of truth bombs, I think. Um, but, yes, yeah, so if people do want to get in touch, we would love you to email in with your anecdotes or DM us. Um, we have an Instagram. Unfortunately, Instagram won't let us put cock in our handle, which is to be expected. So we are at cblockedpodcast. We have an email, cblockedpodcast at gmail.com. And we also want to get some uh, some hashtags trending. So we have hashtag get k today. So if you have someone that you'd like to set Kate up with please give us a buzz because we are open to all the options. I'm not averse to I'm not
2: averse to live stream my dating also too. Like if there's wow. a good one coming up, if we've got somebody mm, who puts a good in submission birth. in, I will live stream a date.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's potential there, yeah. definitely. So, hashtag get Kate a date and also, of course, our podcast hashtag, which is hashtag cock blocked by corona, which I think Kate's already been using. Yeah, I've, I've adopted that one <laughs> early on.
1: Early adopter. <laughs> early adopter. So, let's get started on um, Kate's dating history to give people an idea of... Um the sort of dickheads that we're talking about. There are some lovely people in here as well. We haven't included everyone. If you would, if you're listening to this and you dated Kate and you're like, why aren't I included? It's probably because you were one of the very few normal um, <laughs> yeah. people. In, there's there's very few of you, but um, we will. Uh, Go through some of her greatest hits. It's like a so fresh oh CD. God. We've picked,
0: we've picked. I feel, picked Buckle
2: up everybody. I feel like we need to do an episode with my therapist because you know when people say, when people say if you've dated a lot of dickheads, the common denominator like is you
0: and it's probably your issue. Nah. It is my issue, guys. I refuse to believe this. I yeah. also I think some people might be out there thinking that Hannah and I are really bad friends for standing by and letting you date these people. But you know what? Kate is an independent woman and we have supported all of her choices. Um, but, you know, when the breakup does happen, we do go around the circle um, with our girlfriends and say everything we hated about them. So. And look, honestly, I'm
2: very stubborn. You've had a lot of um, interventions, but she's stubborn. She's stubborn
0: many yeah. many yeah, um so also stubborn. just to let to let our listeners know uh to protect the privacy of the ghosts of boyfriends past we have decided to give them hilarious yet accurate nicknames yeah <laughs> yeah so you'll be hearing some of those in our first read episode read into today. it
2: what you will read into it what you will okay well we got to go way back guys way back to when my dysfunction started um <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean you were pretty um you were pretty uh in in touch with your sexuality pretty early on weren't you Fuzzy? (laughs) I was very confident
2: early on I was very confident I know way back in primary school primary school basically.
1: So tell us about um some of those first encounters that you remember. Okay. So,
2: when we were thinking about it, I had to go way back and there was many that I'd blocked. But probably the, the earliest one is like first love and that was about year three. So, I don't know how old you are in <laughs> year three. You're going way, we're throwing it way, eight way, or nine. way back. Eight or nine, eight or nine. Yeah. And I had become quite obsessed with um, a young man. And I won't say – do you know what's going to be the hardest thing for me? Not actually saying their names accidentally. So, if that I happens – And
1: you always, say, you always say people's full names I say their well. full names. You always do that first. And I mean, <laughs> I am from Wagga Wagga
2: too. So, like, you know, you can, can connect the dots pretty easily there. Mm, um, that's true. Carl
0: can just bleep Look, that out. if you do out. slip up, we'll, f- yeah. we'll, we'll fix it in we'll post. We'll
2: fix it in post. Bleep that's it true. out. Bleep that's it true. out. Okay. So, this young man, I was – Pretty in love with. Don't really know why. Um, I mean, he was sweet. He was <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. Brutal. Do you know what's going to come out? What's going to come out is that I'm a really bad person probably. <laughs> Just no, mean. No. Okay, no. He was lovely. Was kind of obsessed with him. Um, pretty confident and pretty confident in like my love towards him. So as any young boy who is probably not even hit puberty, definitely not hit puberty and definitely not interested in girls at all. Uh, He used to play soccer on the field and I used to stand in between the goals and sing to him at the top of my voice, absolutely no shame, that Meryl Bainbridge song um, When I kiss your mouth I wanna taste it. (laughs) Meanwhile, I don't even know how I knew that song at nine years old. I think I was watching Rage from an early age. Pretty sexual. But I used to sing that to him and they basically used to just yell at me to get out of the goals. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, was he what? Was he a bit overwhelmed by you
2: or what? He was. I also, as we got a little older, I once um, was at a party and I made him play spin the shoe with me. And he was actually... A, he, when a bottle's not available. When the bottle's not available. I think we were in year six by that time when that happened. Um, and he was actually a premature twin. So, he had a few breathing... <laughs> breathing issues i'm pretty sure i nearly killed him a few times because he's like obviously his anxiety was really peaking when i was forcing him to play spin the shoe nothing untoward happened guys but shallow some shallow breathing on his part
1: oh my gosh kate
2: i know I i've got I'm a sorry for you i've got a you're a, a bit o-
1: you overwhelmed him.
2: don't because by the time he got to year seven <laughs> He was, he was wanting a bit of that action and I'd moved on by that time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'd moved oh, on. Oh, okay. I'd moved on. He was also a whole lot shorter than me too. You know when girls really hit puberty
1: and I clearly had hit puberty like one second out of the womb. Is that a thing for you, Fozzie? Because you know how like some people are really about not being taller and some people don't mind at all. We've got beautiful friends who've got a... Taller, <laughs> yes. taller woman than than yes. husband. Is that a yep. is that a thing for you, Fozzie? Should we just for people who are doing hashtag Kate get a date? Does a person need to be taller than <laughs> you? And how tall are you? <laughs> look, um, yeah. I mean,
2: I've dated. Look, we'll come to him. He's a he's down the line. But there was a guy that was a lot shorter than me, like a. L- okay, so you're open to a it. lot. I mean, oh, I'm. Look, you just take what you can get these days, don't you? When you're in, <laughs> do you think you have a type? Kate? My type would be in general, unfortunately, like if they're, they've got slight emotional issues, maybe addiction issues, um, anger issues. I'm usually in there. I think we should reject these notions. I need to break that type. So I really wouldn't ask in terms of like physical looks. No, I really don't. It's
1: more
0: about the personality.
1: Once Kate came to a restaurant, and um, the guy she was meeting there had already arrived and it was quite cold in Melbourne and he'd um, ordered her a green tea because he thought she might be cold and the next day Kate was like, so fucking weird, like I got there and he'd he'd got me tea, like so weird. We're like, that's actually really nice, Kate. That's lovely. That's so lovely. She was like, nah, nah. (laughs) We're going to work through some stuff, I think. Yeah, I mean a nice person. Yeah. I'd, look, I'm
2: just going to take these recordings into my therapist and be like, if you need to do some homework, here it is. Because this is basically what's wrong with me. So, look str- – oh, God, I nearly said his no.
1: Oh, my God, you did. <laughs> that was <laughs> – Beep it out, beep it out. It's all right. It could be – it was only the first two letters. It's all right. He was delightful. But that – I
2: basically, I think I was just very confident about um, – The fact that he would love me. And my next one was a young guy who came from Korea. Korean cutie. His nickname, we're calling him. (laughs) His real name's actually hilarious. It's great. But he was from Korea and he couldn't really speak much English. He was quite a big boy. And I just took a real liking to him because I am a bit of a, like a bird with a broken wing person. You're a nurturer. Yeah. He had some anger issues. You're a fixer. He, He did not... He came to live with his uncle and auntie. He was a sweet boy, but he had some anger issues to start out with. He used to throw chairs in the classroom. And, of course, for me, I was like, I'm I'm all over it. This is a Wow, wow. <laughs> that's where it started. I was like, ooh, bad boy. I like it. Um, <laughs> You'd throw that chair. He also used to be able to play Titanic fluently on the piano. And I really just thought that was beautiful. Oh, that is, that's hot. That was hot. hot. <sighs> that was hot to me. So, I mean... I also fell deeply in love with him. He could barely say my name. and some of the boys used to tease him, classic me, thinking that this would make it better. Not at all, now I think of it, so embarrassing. but I got so angry one day and I said to these boys who were teasing my Korean cutie love, I said, "You don't even know what love is. Love is what... Oh damn it, I almost love is what and I have. Beep it out, Carl, Beep it out) <laughs> <laughs>
0: You tell him. Oh, my God. Anyway,
2: he could barely say my name. Um, but he did used to make me origami and I was quite in love with him.
0: Oh, that's, that's nice. That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when in the timeline is this? What This what is still primary school. kind of age? <laughs> this yeah. primary. Oh, this we're still is in primary primary
2: school. <laughs> yeah. Very.
0: God, we have ag- so much content. Aggressively <laughs> dating.
2: Aggressively dating. Yeah.
1: I mean, the King of Darwin, who is our um, – Next bachelor on the list. He was pretty significant actually, wasn't he? He
2: was my high school boyfriend and we were together for five years. And so I started – I mean, God, we – there's so much you can unpack here. He used to really bully me. (laughs) I had quite bad skin in the early days of high school and he used to call me pizza face – so, for some reason, again, that was like, yeah. That's not nice. That, I know. I
0: know. It, it, I know. And <laughs> puberty is hard enough without people being nasty.
2: Especially your boyfriend. Well, this is before he was my boyfriend, but, of course, me, he was like, hey, pizza face. And I was like, wow, let me at it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lol's, Lol's just shaking Lol, Lol, it. Lol
2: feels sad for me. I know. I don't know what happened. So, I mean, cut to us together for five years. He was (laughs) quite an angry young man as well. Um, And he ended up leaving school and doing a trade. But he just hated all my friends. And um, I loved his family. And he loved my family. He was kind of like the son my dad never had. And I sort of didn't really... You know, I didn't really say much of what went on behind the scenes because I loved his family so much. And his family was really there for me when my mum had cancer when I was in, like, year 11 and 12. But he was a bit of a shit, to be honest. Like, we went on a holiday, a Christmas holiday with his family um, to Fiji and he made everybody cry, like, everybody. He made his dad cry, his mum cry, his brother cry, his sister cry, me cry. Pretty sure he made one of the
0: staff at the hotels cry. Like he was just a shit kill. He sounds horrible. He just... But it is actually a lot of – it's a lot of pressure when uh, your families are so intertwined. I think it puts this exactly. unnecessary stress on the relationship, doesn't it? Because you feel like, oh, no, like we're so a part of each other's lives and I'm going to lose a family. and Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's hard.
2: I think there are things I will never say – I don't know how you girls feel about this and other people who are listening, but things that I will never say to my kids – now after having it and nobody does it intentionally but having people say oh you know you're going to get married or um you know your boyfriend or they're so perfect for each other when you're in high school or primary school like I just remember that that really had an impact and the other thing is anybody who says fucking hell this is one of my ones that I hate oh he's just mean to you because he likes you it's so bad. That is so damaging. I remember that from preschool. And so that was always a thing of like, oh, no, he, you know, yeah, he's so mean to you just because he's got a crush on you. Yeah, that's, that's going to that's gonna cost me a lot of money in therapy now. So fucking thanks. Thanks, everyone. Know, it's such
1: a bad thing to it is, feed this, yeah. um, children or anyone. It's so wrong.
2: <laughs> it is. And, and I'm, people don't mean it. I, I don't think it's such a natural I haven't stopped myself now from, you know, saying to young kids being like, oh, have you got a boyfriend or a girlfriend or you've got a crush? It's like, no, stop it. Stop it, stop it. Because it does put, like, a certain expectation. It does. Pressure. So, I think I really felt with the King of Darwin, as we will call him. There was a lot of pressure for a lot of years that it's like, well, if if we break up, what happens to our families and I have it, you know, you have to break up with the whole family. Which doesn't go away, I think, as you get older. But I, I think as a kid it was yeah, he was not what I he was not what I needed, especially in those later years. Like year 10, 11 and twelve is when it started to get quite toxic. And I think when he could see that I was starting to get more independent with going out and you are introduced to more people and he became very, very controlling and would tell things like he told my dad that I was doing drugs, and I've never done drugs in my life. But just, just shitty things, manipulative, manipulative, manipulative. So that was a pretty hard one to get out of. And when I got out of that, I felt really free.
1: And then you went on to meet some just oh, yeah. such stunning,
0: beautiful <laughs> bachelors. <laughs> did you not? Uh, the
1: golden years. The
0: golden years.
1: There's some great ones that we're about to touch yes, on here. Yes, these, the these are probably the funny ones.
2: So there's – we'll call him Chook. He was an older man and I used to – drink. <laughs> how much older? Oh, I would have been – God, I would have been 19 and he would have been late 20s, I think. Late 20s. He'd been divorced and because I never used to drink and I used to go out and just like boogie on down and drink red cordial. So everybody would – be everybody would be tricked because of course everybody was like why aren't you drinking so everybody would think i was having like some kind of lolly drink but it was just me on the red cordials and water just hitting a d floor in Wagga. romanos romanos Wagga, waga <laughs> and i met chook um god i hope he never listens to this because his nickname is actually chook he'll know exactly who it is and i used to drop it i used to drop him home <laughs> all the time and he would chat to me about, you know, he was living with his parents at the time because he'd recently got divorced and Sexy yeah, he as. was, I just found him so cute. He was so sweet and daggy, daggalicious.
0: Paint a picture, like what did he look like, Kate? He's
2: cute, he was cute. He was like, he was tall and I mean nothing, there was nothing that particularly stood out to him. He wore a lot of printed tees and like skater shoes But that was the time. (laughs) That was the time, wasn't it? Um, And I can remember his favourite song. It was that, um, (laughs) this is where the party's at, do, 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 (laughs) do. What a banger. So whenever that came on at Romano's, (laughs) at, at the club, we would just boogie. But he wouldn't boogie. He'd kind of stand there and I would just absolutely go off around him and
1: like, would you just use him, like, as a pole, Kate? Because I've seen you Absolutely. <laughs> like, I used to <laughs> – I used to climb him like a pole.
2: Like, I was doing Jennifer Lopez-style hustlers pole moves just on him as he stood terrified. And he used just to be like – he used to stand there and be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> and he did once say to me this was, like, a good opener for him. I was just booging and he just – turns to me and in my ear he just goes, Oh my god, I have a stiffy right now. (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Lowell's oh, so unimpressed. The romantic in <laughs> <and> her <laughs> is like,
0: disown me as a friend after <laughs> this. I need the romance. <laughs> <laughs> There's none. She's not. I don't There's think you're none. gonna cope with this, There's Lol. None. There's none. This is a lot. There's none. So, was he? Was he good? Was he what?
1: Like, was he? Was was he
0: good? Okay, in bed? so Look, what he finally
2: moved out of his parents' house, and then so this is where it finally happened. We'd had months of me dropping him home, listening to his stories, um, and him being like, okay. Fame I'm getting so a stiffy. Um, and then me being like, okay, night. And then finally I went to his house. So first I should say we went to the kebab shop and he bought two kebabs and I thought he'd bought one for me. Not so. Um, he had bought one for his dog, his hunting dog. And so we got to his house. <laughs> he wanted to show me a, a thing that he could do with his dog where he put the kebab in his mouth and the dog ate the kebab from the other side of his mouth, which was just delightful. <laughs>
0: And this this is (laughs) horrific. Lady in the Tramp. (laughs) Lady in the Tramp style. Meanwhile, he didn't even ask you if you wanted a kebab. I know.
2: I was like, oh,
0: fucking. Did you want a kebab? You would have loved a kebab. Yeah,
2: probably. (laughs) I would have really liked a kebab. A satay chicken kebab from JD's in
1: Wagga. Um, Shout out. Shout out to JD's. So. Okay. So you get back. he's, He's sharing a kebab with his hunting dog. And what are you.
2: He finally, like, we, you know, get get our freak on. He really, like, he used to refuse to, like, take his T-shirt off. I think he was a bit self-conscious. He wasn't fat or anything. He just had, like, he had a cute bod. Um, and he was sweet. And so <laughs> we got down to it. Um, his memorable moment, look. So his memorable moment is he was good as far as I can remember. Um, but he did have a mo. Where he obviously was like trying to get his freak on and impress me, and he was downtown, and he just like looked up at me. At this point, he started to get like way downtown. And it was all very slobbery, and he was then he was really downtown, and I was like, whoa, 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 took it. Where are you going? And then he just looks <laughs> up at me, and he just <laughs> says, like he's the hottest man alive. He goes, I just licked your ass,
0: and I just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, I just wanna say that there's no judgment for that actually happening. No. That's a lovely thing. No problem with that. It's just like I, I obviously – I felt it. I like I know you did. I, know. I don't need you I don't need you to come did up. Did he feel with the <laughs> need to announce? He was so proud. But
2: also too, guys, like I'm a clean freak. And you know Yeah, no, but also no, I'd been boogieing all night long. Like I had been on a dance floor for a straight oh, five hours, nonstop. Yeah, Dancing. you've been So cooking all I could in a pair think of jeans. Like, <laughs> oh damn, Chucky, like I don't whoa, 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 whoa. Good that's
0: the danger zone. <laughs> I don't think Chucky cared. <laughs> I don't
2: think he cared. And so his little face <laughs> when he came up, like, oh, just your ass And I was like, yeah, I'm right here. Thank <laughs> you for that. Cool. <laughs> So what happened? No, there was a love triangle. I actually really liked him. Oh. I really li- yeah. Actually, do you girls even know about this? With who? So I really liked Chook, but it kind of wasn't going here. He was a bit of a broken man. And at the same time, this was back in the day when I could actually be bothered to have, you know, somewhat of a roster. Um, oh, there's an... Okay. So I had this other guy called... We'll just call him Dillo, who I really used to make out with in a car and then he told me he wanted to introduce me to his parents so I stopped texting him. That was mean of me. Um, So I had him on a roster. I had another guy. I had – and none of these guys I had sex with, I just used to like flirty text with them. Chook, I did obviously have the... You just used to give him blue balls. Exactly. I just liked the attention at 19. I liked the attention. Why not? Get a girl. Exactly. Why not? not? And then Chookie, I did, but he was a bit broken. So that was nothing serious. And at the same time, there was Fat Toby. Now, unfortunately, Fat Toby (laughs) and Chook
0: mixed in... I just have to say, I just have to say, when we were planning this podcast, we were like, oh, what are we going to call Toby? You know, we have to protect the privacy of these men and Kate just goes we'll just call him Fat Toby <laughs> okay sure it's still his name what but. I love about it is that there's that um underbelly series Fat Tony and it makes him feel like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Fat Toby! it's like a rip off that it sort of makes him sound like a king of the underworld but not it really does, no actually. he wasn't
2: when I met him he was not Fat Toby he was actually like So this is a guy fit to feck Toby.
1: Oh, fit Toby.
2: (laughs) Feck double C. I don't know if he was thick. He was pretty (laughs) thick. (laughs) Thick fuss, save last. When I first met (laughs) him, okay, so backstory. When I first met Toby, I was. 16 and i was still with but he was a plumber and was an electrician and there was this like shindig for
1: sorry who <laughs> oh crap sorry king of darwin <laughs> bleep it out carl oh my god a plumber and an electrician this is so, so worth that, worth that story. Story.
2: so there was this you know shindig for you know tradies and i was there and nobody spoke to me except fat toby and he was so charismatic and he was not fat he was very attractive
0: and s- not that there's anything wrong with a larger man. Nothing wrong. The re- I, not I love a cuddly larger man. The
2: reason why Toby got fat is because he had a serious alcohol issue and drug issue, he wasn't and so happy. he was not. He turned to shit. Um, <laughs> 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 this is reflecting. This is reflecting well on me. Um, okay, so Toby was very charismatic. He was proud of the fact that he'd slept with over a hundred women. Wow. And so. He was a bit of a player and I just was pretty enamoured with him at 16. I didn't meet him again until I was 18 and started going out. And then I'd I'd sort of broken up with, with the King of Darwin and Toby wanted to take me on a date. Now, our first date, he got super drunk and like disappeared for ages. And then on another date, I really wasn't that into him to begin with. On another date, he got into a really big brawl. He used to love to fight. And so he got into a massive brawl, and I just I left. And he kept chasing and chasing, and he moved to the Gold Coast. And we were talking on the phone for a long time because he just kept calling and calling and calling.
1: Are you still with? Are you still with King no, of Darwin No, no, no. We'd broken up. We'd broken up. We'd broken up.
2: So this was Fat Toby and I had been chatting, and then I obviously met Chook. Now I didn't know that they ran in. They weren't very good friends but they ran in a wider circle. It's walker. You kind of all know each other. They ran in this wider circle. So I had told Fat Toby, you know, I have kind of like this guy and I started seeing him and, or sleeping with him and Toby hit the roof about it and rang Chook and said, you can't see her. I like her. And so Chook was like, I'm sorry, I just can't deal with this. Like I'm, <laughs> he's already emotionally damaged and so then Toby moved back to Wagga and I moved to Melbourne and he kind of like followed me down to Melbourne and I had um, said to him, I don't want anything serious, but he would just turn up on my doorstep and he was like, I love you. And I kept saying, I don't want anything serious. Also at this point he'd broken his leg because he'd taken too much ecstasy and jumped off a balcony and thought there was water beneath him, but there wasn't. So he that, that's just to give you, that's the kind of person he is bless him and so it's really together Toby came and stayed in Melbourne he turned up on my doorstep he came and stayed and as he he went home and then that night Chuck texted me and he was in Melbourne and so I slept with Chuck, and I felt really bad about it because it wasn't it was technically cheating it was a shitty thing to do so I told Toby and I told Chuck. then they hated each other and wanted to kill well Toby wanted to kill Chuck, and so it was actually like a a kind of like a, a love triangle and when I would come back to Wagga, I ended up being in a relationship with Toby because he was like, I love you, how could you do this? And I was sort of like, okay, I feel really bad and I guess this is what love is. Like he loves me so much and he stuck with me and I did a shitty thing. But we would go out and I would be dancing and Toby would be on one side and Chook would be on the other side and they'd just pretend like they were kind of like frenemies and it'd just be me in the middle, we even went to New Year's all together. <laughs> we went to New Year's.
1: Oh my god! It was weird. weird.
2: By the time we went to New Year's, I was kind of hating Toby because he was just off his head all the time on drugs. Like he once got so off his head that he passed out on top of me during sex, and I thought I was going to die because at this point he was fat Toby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another another oh um, fixer upper. Another fixer so upper. I wasn't... My dad used to ring me... This is a pattern. Oh, yeah. Dad used to ring me once a week and be like, listen, have your fun, whatever, just please don't marry him. (laughs) At my 21st... Yeah, good advice. Good advice, Andy. At my 21st, Toby got up to do an impromptu speech, which I really was not about, and my mum cut the microphone on him because she was so worried he was going to propose.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Jilly. You get in there and intervene with that. They couldn't
2: stand him. And to be honest, there was a while there where I really thought I was in love, but I really – I think what saved me from that relationship, by the time he said, you know, I'm moving to Melbourne, I was like, no, no, no. Absolutely not because we kind of did long distance. He was in Wagga. Um, And by that time – We've missed a few. We'll have to go. We'll have to go back. Like, let's do some funny notes, some dedications to um, Shane Warren's Butch cousin,
0: who this is actually. I think this is probably up there with my favourite. I know. I think this is a good one to finish on today. Yeah, for him. And my dad loves this story because he's actually seen the photo, and he, This guy does look like Shane Warren's Butch cousin. He does.
2: Complete with Balinese, Balinese necklace, necklace, the Hawaiian shirt.
0: Yeah. The the
2: frosted, frosted tips. tips. He was a flash in the pan. I met him water skiing with some friends. He
1: cooked me dinner. Then, of course, you know. <laughs> didn't he, like, when you were at his house, his girlfriend came home and he made you, like, hide or something? Obviously, he still was on with, like,
2: his ex-girlfriend. Or I didn't know that. But we were having some sexy times and he yeah. heard a noise and he was like, quick, quick, into the kitchen. And so he made me hide in the kitchen midway th- through coitus <laughs> and then – Come, come back. And he's like, it's fine, it's fine. But he was a flash in the pan and after that happened I was like, nah, not about it, not about it. So he was done. But he's, I mean, the picture is n- not about it. Just he's hes funny mostly because his fashion was just bloody awful. Full frosted tips.
1: It's just so <laughs> sad that we can't show you all but um, whatever image that comes in your head when you think shane warns butch cousin absolutely exactly that with a balinese necklace it is
0: maybe we should get an artist's impression for the instagram we'll say whoever wins is whoever gets closest yeah
1: that's brilliant yeah i love that so maybe he's a good one for us to leave it on today in terms of visiting the past we do have many more excellent
0: bachelors to come well and truly oh yeah I know we're kind of forcing you into this whole dating thing, Kate, but, you know, are you going to commit to the apps? I'll commit. I know you've never been into them, but I am actually a Tinder success story. I met my husband, Carl, on Tinder. I have a fondness for the app. I don't think anyone put themselves out there more than me when I was in my dating years. So it can happen. We need to do an episode on your dating. (laughs) I've I've had some doozies too, guys. Yeah. But you were so committed, lol, in your search for love and you found it. I used to basically be like a low-budget version of The Bachelorette. Like I would just – I would set up <laughs> three dates in a weekend. I'd have my outfit laid out. I'd go on – I'd have bachelor number one, two and three and then maybe one <laughs> out of three might get a second date. Also, didn't you have like a one – it was like a
2: one-minute um, – or it was like you knew early in. If it wasn't, no, it
0: wasn't one minute. (laughs) One minute, that's the bit rough. I was like (laughs) one minute in, 60 seconds, how are you feeling? I actually did have an hour, an hour quick debrief. So an hour into the date, because honestly no one has time for a bad date. Except if yeah. you're in isolation, you kind of do have time because there is nothing but time at the moment. I'm just gonna be like, oh, signal's <laughs> signal's bad, sorry, cutting out. Bye. <laughs> well, you could do that now, but you know, when you're face to face with someone, you don't have time for a bad date, I would just do an hour-in debrief. I'd go, okay, so let's just pause. How are we feeling about this? Like, are we vibing? <laughs> What's happening? And really, like oh, God, I'm obsessed. I mean, if they were the sort of person who thought that was a bit much, they weren't gonna be for me. Exactly. Very true, actually very
1: true. So, Kate, are you open to um, signing up to the app?
0: I guess so.
2: What else have I got to do with my time? I mean, except that I was still working, but, you know, I have got time. I've finished all seven episodes of Tiger King, so I can do that now.
1: And are you willing to let us make your profile um, while we record a podcast? Yes,
2: yes. I'm willing to put my pride aside for the entertainment of those stuck inside during COVID-19, guys. I'm doing this for the better,
1: the goodness of the world.
0: I mean, just to bring a little bit of entertainment, if nothing
1: else. That's right. And I think, you know, look, you've tried it your way with um, you choosing people and it's not really going well. And so I think letting us help you and letting our listeners help, maybe maybe there will be something really good to come out of this. So Exactly. I did a bit of, um, I'd love people to um, write in to us to let us know what, if they've had any really good success stories or terrible stories too. We're always welcome to those as well on the apps. Um, I did a bit of research last night and with the help of The Guardian, we've got like – I feel like I'm a 200-year-old because I have never used the app. So, we've got Tinder. So, that's – you met Carly – Carly? I went to say Carla when I said Carly. (laughs) Carly's (laughs) fine too. You met your husband on Tinder, Lolly. I did. Which is exciting. So, The Guardian says that use this if you're looking for a late-night rendezvous.
0: But that – obviously. Well, I mean, my kind of philosophy behind Tinder is that most single people are on it. So if you're on it, chances are you're going to find someone who wants the same things as Love you. that. So, I mean, I wasn't really on it. I was on it to find my husband. I mean, I wasn't on it for a late night rendezvous necessarily, but, um, you know, I just think that the odds are really good there. It's just a maths game. Yeah, agreed.
1: True. <laughs> agreed. True. We've got Bumble, which is the builders like the female-friendly Tinder. Mm. So, women start the conversation.
2: I love Bumble. I love their marketing. I think they've got a great marketing strategy. Just I love everything they do.
1: Yeah. Maybe Bumble is something you're interested in. Then there's there's Hinge and that's like where you'll only see people who are su- you have some link to, even
0: if it's like quite distant. It's friends of friends of friends of friends. I remember Hinge. It seemed to be a little bit more curated, like a little bit more elite. Um, and ah. the, and the profiles from memory, the profiles are a little bit more detailed as well. So you get a little bit more info. Is that the one where you have to be in the proximity of the person though, where it tells you, nah, okay, no.
2: that's, that's happened. Oh, okay. 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 Cause I was like, I think that app's going to really die because everybody's in their house. So unless you're like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like yeah, unless it's like cool, my next door neighbour. Fall in love with your neighbour. Why not?
1: You could fall in love with your neighbour with the amazing um, hedges. Kate, she has like hedges shaped into drafts and all sorts of things. I know. Never say never. She is like a
2: seventy-year-old Chinese lady, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never say never, guys.
1: Well, you did say you're going to break up, girlfriend. I'm coming for you. <laughs> So yeah, happen is the one where you've got to be within a kilometer. So you've got to like, if you see walk past someone, or like, I guess at the oh moment see someone in their window across the street from your house, um, you can see whether they're on there. So this
0: either has to be a neighbour, or um,
1: <laughs> they walk past your <laughs> or house.
0: someone on their, you know, yeah. one outing yeah. a day just happens to go Correct.
1: past you. And then there's obviously grinder, which is. Mm, not necessarily useful for you, Kate, but it might be for our listeners. We're just covering the options. I guess there's like online dating as well. There's all those other... Um, E-Harmony. You know, like where you sign... E-Harmony and RSVP. all sorts of things. I've which- been on them all, guys. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's right. So, could ev- um, if you could give us some advice as to what... Kate, you seem to... Have the most interest in Bumble, yeah. but um, if people can give us some advice, what ones? What ones are good? You know, we we don't want to like we don't want it to be across so many. It's too much admin, too much time, and also dropping into the DMs too these days,
0: Insta DMs. Oh, Ooh. Insta,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Drop into the DM. Also, I just need to, as a disclaimer, say that we're not um, condoning people kind of meeting up and hooking up at this time. I think no you know it, we have to be really safe. It definitely is dating from a distance. Yeah, but. As the hopeless romantic of the group, I think that it can work and we can, you know, hope for something to blossom in these challenging times.
1: I agree.
2: Exactly. We, and that's where we can put some questions out to our listeners, like how soon is too soon for phone sex? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's it, Kate. We're really asking the important <laughs> questions. Yeah, the life-changing <laughs> questions here. So, yes, as we said, we do want to hear from you. So just to give you uh, our details again, we are at C Blocked Podcast on Instagram and our email is cblockedpodcast at gmail.com. Hashtag get Kate a date. I love it. I love it. So come back to listen to
1: uh, EP2. We'll be covering uh, some more of Kate's uh, dating history and we will hopefully, with your advice to be starting to uh, set her up a profile on a dating app so we can get this rolling. Love it. Thanks, everyone.
2: I'm glad I have my session with my therapist booked in tomorrow because I've really um, reflected on some things about myself today. That might be helpful.
0: (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Um, We just want to do some shout-outs and thank yous. um, Firstly, to our audio engineer, my husband, Carl McKinnon, who has set up three of the most tech illiterate women in Melbourne to be successful podcasters. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. And also a big thanks uh, to Kate's ex-boyfriends for providing this hilarious content um, and not giving their permission, but, you know, (laughs) we're protecting your privacy, so
1: it's a free country.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll
1: look forward to uh, meeting you again. On the too. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.